I believe every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm delighted that you are listening. So today I've got Eva Pollock with me, who is a photographer, an artist and a teacher who is known for uh, her beautiful Impressionist photography. I know Eva recently gave a talk to my Creative Haven online community and I was really uh, totally captivated by her words and the ideas and I really wanted to, to hear a little bit more. So I asked Eva to join me on the podcast. So welcome today, Eva. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. So to start off with, I'd really just like to ask you the question, uh, what Impressionist photography is? Probably everyone who who is interested in that kind of photography will have a, a little bit of different take on what is Impressionist photography. But for me, Impressionist is a way of seeing and engaging the viewer in the interpretation of a subject or mood. So I would say the primary aim of Impressionist photography is expressing the effect of light, movement, and a color of a scene. So just, like for me, it's quite simple. We're not aiming to record what we're seeing. We're aiming to express the how we feel about the subject. Okay, that is actually one of the... Well, actually, I've got a load of questions here for you. But, but that's actually a couple of the questions combined there. So we, we're talking about not actually um, literally interpreting a subject then. Yes. It's a difficult concept for a lot of people to understand, isn't it? How do you record a feeling if you can help us out there a little bit how do we do that how do we record feelings well it's oh, actually this is a quite interesting question um i've never thought about it that that way uh like you know how to explain it yeah um to me the feeling like you know that we express the how we feel can be translated into visual cues like lines, color, shapes, because all those elements will give us some information. That's how we interpret the world around us. And our brain really loves pictures. Like if we think about like a color, for example, let's say blue, it can express sadness because in like, even if you look at the language itself, we use the name of color to express certain feelings. So you can then translate that into your images. So if you wanted to express, let's say, sadness, I will use some blue tones and also I will use lines that they are um like very soft because that's also express the calmness and the sadness like you know and then we start like you know you could start 
sort of exploring that through, like, you know, first through language. And I usually ask, like, you know, look for synonyms of words because sometimes synonyms can give you more cues, like, you know, more ideas, like how to express certain things. So if I really want to build some idea through abstract photography, first I will look for words, sort of build up the vocabulary, and then I will think, so how can I express that through the line, color, and shape? And even light, like if you think about summer and the, this brightness of light, the joyful of light, and then winter, it's quite subdued. They have very simple like ideas, so it's quite simple to sort of like express that. But the more you think about it and the more you do it, you can express more and more and more. And then by simply adding a title to your picture, that can help people to go into that journey. Like, And also, everyone will have a different, um, you know, diff- we all imagine things differently. We... we even if we like from the same culture, but we grew up on the different places. And the person who grew up in the countryside will see the world completely different from a person who grew up in a big city. And we all have this connotation, the association with certain things. But I think that's what it's so exciting because every person will have a, a slightly different take on everything. And seeing those takes, that's what shows the inside of the person. And that's what gives me the joy of looking at photography, at someone else's photography. Because it's not so much like what I see, it's like the way it's presented to me. That's what interests me the most. Yeah, you did really well with that question because that was really hard. That was a really hard question, wasn't it? How do you how do you express feelings in a, in a photograph? That was amazing, and I hadn't actually um, thought of thought of those things actually because I suppose I photograph feelings in my images and they are very emotive, um, but I, I do it quite intuitively. So I suppose what you're saying is that when you start to understand that process a little bit more, so you're starting to understand well. Yeah, different colours. I hadn't even thought, well, I suppose I'd thought about that at some point. Different colours represent different emotions and lines and form. When you start to break it down like that and be a bit more um, analytical after after the creation, I suppose, so you let it, let it out intuitively, then you can start to understand that a little bit more. So that, that really makes sense to me. So thank you so much. Um, and then I think when you were talking about um, we all have a different take on things, that's really where we're getting into the sort of heart of it, isn't it? So you're talking about we all have our own experiences and our own lives and our own personalities and and that's what we bring to our work. Yeah, so if we can get into that a little bit more. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that if you can? Is, is that the most important thing that we express our own, our own selves through images as opposed to subject? Oh, to me, yes. 
definitely. This is this is what I um, what I want to express myself like like me, like you know the way I see the world, the way, the express my personality, and um, I don't really care about anything else. It's just it needs to be me and the way I feel it's the the best way. And that's how I also encourage my student. Uh, if when I teach photography, I I don't want it to create clones of me uh, because um oh, that would be so boring. Like <laughs> it's like um I want people to find their own ways. Like obviously. Like you need to give like a basic ideas. That's that's normal. Like, you know, we need to have tools to start expressing ourselves. But everything else, it's up to you. And I will always encourage that find your ways that it feels the best for you. Like, you know, how you feel, it's the most important thing. And don't listen to anyone who will tell you that you should do it this way because it's not true. Um, obviously, for a certain type of photography, that's you need to follow some steps. But for this type of photography, this is you. This is your art. You should express you <laughs> and don't follow anyone. It's not about copying someone because when we first start, we're always going to copy because that's how we learn. But after that, just do you, do whatever you feel and do the way it's like, you know, it, like you, you, you feel it's the best way as well. And then I think that will give you happiness. And for me, that's that's one of the biggest things. If you do something that it's your hobby or like, you know, even it could be like a little bit more than hobby, but it needs to give you happiness. Otherwise, it's work. And who wants to do like extra work? Like we already have other work, <laughs> like <laughs> other jobs to do. This needs to be fun. And I think thinking that way, it will, like, you know, people people will open more to their own experiences. And I think just by encouraging, then everyone feel like they, they allow themselves to start expressing themselves. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that idea of enjoyment and fun, I think people forget that, don't they, when they, they come to photography and it's all very, oh, I've got to get this right and there's, there's all this pressure, isn't there? Um, but actually having fun and enjoyment is, is it should be at the top of the list, shouldn't it, really? Yes. <laughs> that, that, well, that's, that's how I wanted to, people to feel, like, you know, just go and have fun and don't feel obligated to anyone or anything uh, to create pictures in a certain way it's just the way you want it yeah and I suppose then we get into the sort of deeper 
things like um, what we're creating because we want to please others. We're creating because we, we've been told that that's how it should be. Um, and we're creating because we're worried about failing and making mistakes and, and all those things. There's all those sort of deeper sort of psychological things that go on, don't they, really, with a lot of people. And that's when you start to free that up, then you start to um, be able to have fun and and to be able to express yourselves more more freely because a lot of people are tied up with these things aren't they do you find that oh totally totally and um funny enough yesterday i had a friend visiting and she recently uh started taking pictures and uh, she's she's doing like just picture with her phone and she said oh like i'm enjoying it so much because um you know, the lockdown, like I had like nothing to do. So I don't really have any camera. But now, like if I go for a walk with the phone, I can, like, I feel like I am doing something. And she has like an amazing eye. Like I am so impressed the way she sees the world and what she does with her phone. It's like really quite remarkable. But she started posting her pictures on the website for people to comment. And she started saying, oh, this picture was so popular. And this one, it's not, but I love it. And I started worrying about her because I know how difficult that could be for, for people to overcome that pressure from peers. Because... We we want we want people to like our pictures. That's like you know everyone is like that, like you know. <laughs> but I also understand the reason why people will reject certain images, and understanding that it's it's very crucial because then you're not going to you will start sort of educate people about your work because it's also quite important. Lots of people have this idea what the photograph should look like, what we should photograph. And, um, and to me, that's, um, that's dangerous idea <laughs> because it creates preconception. And we need to overcome those preconceptions. And it really, like why we think you're only supposed to photograph certain things, not the other. Like, you know, why is that? Like, who who create that role? When I start explaining to her why people can, like, you know, if, if you see something that is new to you, the first reaction is rejection. That's the, that's the basic human nature. We're always going to reject new ideas some, because we feel challenged. And no one likes to be challenged. So by education and explanation, we can overcome overcome those preconceptions and make people understand what it's like, you know, why we photograph certain things and why like abstract image, for example, it's worth looking at. So then... They can st- they can ask question what not what it is, but how I feel about it, and then 
everyone will be more open to new ideas and 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 start really enjoying those weird <laughs> images. <laughs> uh, and when I sort of like explained it to her, she was like, oh yeah, like now I understand why people didn't like this image or that, but I love them. And I said, and you should keep taking those kind of images and don't listen to anyone else because those pictures are yours, not theirs. And don't feel pressure that you need to do certain, like, you know, the pictures in a certain way. That's a really um, valuable thing that you've just touched on there, because I think it'll it'll resonate with a lot of people who um, struggle with that whole, the social media and the liking and, you know, creating for yourself and not for others. It's really tough, isn't it? It's, it's hard in this, the world that we're living in now. We're so in tune to those, um, oh, everybody likes it, so it must be good. So I'm doing well, so I'll do more of that because everybody likes it. But I like I like your thoughts on why people sometimes don't like um, some of the images. We need to be sh- sharing um, more of the images that we love, regardless of what other people think, because it doesn't matter, does it? But to do that is quite hard, isn't it? It's quite hard for people to get through to that place of going, well, I like it, so there we are. Um, but the more that we do that, the the stronger that we get and the more that we find our own style I suppose so um, that's really really helpful for people actually so thank you for that you're obviously very good at, at teaching people um, is that a big part of your work now um, definitely like I focus quite a lot of um, of on teaching and um, to my surprise I really like it like I don't like I like like when the first someone asked me to run a workshop I don't oh, I don't know if I can you know they are probably not going to understand what I am like saying or, or like you know like who is going to be interested but to my surprise it was a very interesting experience and and I actually loved it like really loved it the way people react to certain things and how simple idea or like you know a very quick tip can change someone someone like outlook on something and that gives me enormous satisfaction and uh, great joy and because of teaching i learned so many things for myself um, that I would probably never, never knew. Um, because, you know, even when I start, like, you know, when, when I first started, I never analyzed why I do certain things. We all do it quite intuitively. No one stops and start thinking in steps, like, you know, what should I do now? Like, life is not like this. Only when you have to explain to someone how to do it, then you have to stop and start thinking, well, how do I do it? <laughs> and it's it's quite hard. And it was very, very hard for me because it really slows me down. Like I was very frustrated by by that process. But in the same time, that was a huge insight into my own process into my own internal thinking and um, great inspiration also for our new ways of doing stuff, 
for myself. But it, there is something like they say, if you wanted to really learn something, teach someone, like, you know, like <laughs> teach someone that, because then you will need to go into like quite deeply into the, into the subject. It is quite interesting. Teaching is quite interesting. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> it gives me a lot of joy. Especially when I when I see pictures and the progression of like you know, when someone takes my course and what I see the from the first assignment and from the last assignment and this huge like you know the huge step like you know forward how people see stuff and by just and I think like my job was like oh like I just give them like a like not much. But that helped them like so, so much. <laughs> and it's always amazed me. And also, like, you know, like I said, gives me a lot of joy. And that's the point, isn't it? And it, I, I would just love to hear more people speaking like that about teaching because that's that's how why we should be doing it. We should be teaching because um, we get joy from helping others. And when you when you start with teaching from a place uh, of 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 wanting to help others that's the real reason we should be we should be teaching photography um and it would be really nice to see more people doing that so um i think you you're amazing <laughs> really i think you're also teaching something very complex even though you're saying it's simple um simple ideas it, it's extremely complex it's not like teaching technicals anybody can teach technicals and and let people understand what an f-stop is um but teaching the the ideas that you are it, it's incredibly hard um so thank you for that insight and and um yeah your your website is full of amazing resources by the way so if anybody wants to to hop over we'll we'll get the we'll get the link at the end of the show um but you you obviously work really hard as well that's one of the things that i kind of picked up on because i know how hard it is to to do this sort of full time and to, to make it work um and i can see the amount of effort that you've put into your website it, it, it is that does that feel right to you you you're a hard worker well i know like i know it's hard work but in the same time, it also gives me a lot of satisfaction. And it's not something that I'm forcing myself. It's just like I have this need to, to do it. That's how I feel anyway. So, um, and there are times that I have, I feel like I have nothing to say. So I don't force myself to, to do things. But there are times that I have lots to say. And I feel that like wave of inspiration so then I work a lot like you know like you do the work but then you have to rest you have to think about other stuff you need to new experiences because otherwise we will start repeating ourselves and I am always like a little bit afraid of that uh, that I keep repeating myself I know it's not true because it's always like there, there would be always a new take on old stuff because by the way you like you know like you go on your photo shoot you think about stuff you learn new things so there is a new connection like for like you know the way I think about like my photography and everything is changing so like the things like you know let's say like five years ago I was focusing on one thing. But now I am I am bored with that. Like you know, that's that's done for me. 
like I wanted to explore something something new, but but really, what I am doing it's the same thing. It's just a different take, just like a normal progression with everyone. It's not it's not just me. Um, everyone will be will work exactly the same way if we really wanted to progress. Like if we wanted to explore. Because they are like you know, there is nothing wrong with taking pictures of one thing or like doing the same thing that works for you. You know, like to me, there's nothing wrong with with that. If that gives you joy, go for it. But if you want it, like you know, like I want to explore, I wanted to do new things um, because I am quite easily bored. Like you know, like um, I need to challenge myself all the time. But like I said, it's it's the same thing. It's just a a new take and maybe focusing on a different element. I used to really focus on techniques when I first started, and I think that's also quite natural. Like we think, I thought that if I only know this technique, this is it. This is answer to all my questions. Like you know my photography will be just amazing. But then I learned that technique and I was like, no, still plenty of questions. <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> so then I focus more on light. And then I start, like, start focusing more on elements of design. And then I start sort of putting that all things together and then start asking how I can express those feelings more like, you know, it's not just they happened because, you know, every photograph will express feeling like, you know, will express some idea. So how to be more intentional with your work. So if I wanted to express certain things, how, what my approach to composition is supposed to be like, uh, how I can put the picture together. Like, you know, can I use certain tools to help me with, with that intention? Uh, so the more, the more you think about it, then like really the more intentional your photography will become. And it's no longer accidental photographs. And then you start realizing that you can do it. You you actually, it's not that you have to take hundreds of pictures and by law of <laughs> repetition, something will happen. No, it's you that will create those happy accidents more and more. And they are no longer accidents. They are, they are your intention. One question that I'd just like to to get in is: um, Do you travel a lot in your photography, or do you stay home? I've got a feeling that you stay fairly close to home, and if you do, um, can you tell us how you keep that fresh, or what sort of tips maybe you have for people who, um, f- you know, that idea of finding um, beauty in in your home or in the ordinary? Yes, I I like I used to travel quite a lot, but not far. Um, I am quite lucky living in New Zealand. Um, Auckland is quite beautiful, 
like you know wherever you look it's it's a beautiful place like we're surrounded by ocean and beautiful beaches and also beautiful beautiful sceneries so when i first started photography it was initially about that landscape photography because that's what surrounds us here so um i had a friend and and we travel like you know not far but like you know two, three hours away from Auckland. But around Auckland, it's plenty of beautiful landscape. So, but then I realized that I am chasing those pictures that I am not really enjoying. Then I discovered Impressionist photography. And that was like a new chapter for me, completely new. And the door opens and as if, this photography was created for me. Like, I really felt that. And I also realized that I don't have to go anywhere. I can do those pictures everywhere. It's, it's up to me how I am going to interpret all those things around. That was like a big challenge, but also a lot of fun. And it still is. And I think that, um, we talk a lot, a lot about techniques. The biggest things that we should learn, it's art of seeing. To learn to see and to see with the eyes of a child. That for a child, everything is new and beautiful and like exciting. And as, as we grow older, we, we keep forgetting about all those exciting new things and because they became like routines and discover rediscovering all those things are so that's quite amazing and i will encourage everyone to start learning this the, the seeing and um because when you look at normal things with the fresh eyes, then the sky is the limit, really. Because you will really find the subject everywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. And uh, you cannot have an excuse that there is nothing to photograph because there is plenty. Like for me, it's, it's macro photography. I love creating close-up and macro uh, because that's quite amazing world. And by only changing a little bit of point of view can create totally different images. And you can photograph one thing again and again and again and have hundreds of different pictures. So like I, I grow flowers because then I can put them on the table and walk around. So I have a different lights, different direction of lights. I can move them to the shade. So there is a, the quality of light is different. So I can experiment with light and the same subject over and over again. So, so I am not. Because when you sort of photograph one thing that it grows in a certain place, then 
it's still all right, but I feel like that limits me because I have to wait for things to change in that place. But if I, if I grow something in a pot, then where I put that pot, it's up to me. And how I explore those things, it's all up to me. Um, I will also go to just like parks with the white flowers and like, you know, just weeds um, and explore that. It's a lot of frustration at first because there is a huge chaos that you see and making sense of that chaos. It's quite challenging. But then there is that moment you start seeing and that's quite amazing. And um, I remember when I did like a, one of my first workshop as I was learning photography and on, and on that workshop, there was this exercise that we had to go and choose one place and sit there for 15 minutes and you couldn't move. You, you had to photograph there. And I thought, what a stupid idea. <laughs> that was my first reaction to that exercise. And so I sit there and it was like, there's nothing here. That was just like a paddock, like, you know, nothing, just a little bit of grass. And, and I thought, there is nothing for me to photograph. I have to be here. So I, I look. And with that submission, suddenly I start seeing stuff that I was blind to it like before. And 15 minutes went and I was the only one who was still there saying, no, like I still need more time. <laughs> I haven't finished here. <laughs> uh, and, and to me, it's like, you, sometimes you need to force yourself to do certain things, even when you think they are just stupid, like, you know, stupid exercises. But those exercises, someone come up with those exercises for a reason, because they obviously experience that as well. And that exercise is also now, when I am running a workshop, it's one of the, the exercise that I ask my students to do. And it's all, always like someone like me who was, what, that's stupid. But then they suddenly start seeing stuff. And that's, it's amazing because I know how they feel. And, um, and that joy of seeing in a new, with a new fresh eyes, it's, it's really amazing. So to me, that's, um, at the moment, that's my thing. Keep learning to see. And um, particularly powerful in the, the sort of times that we're living in at the moment or have been living in for the past couple of years. That's that's um, a really inspirational, I think, for a lot of people. Hopefully by the time this podcast is released, we will, we will all be uh, out and about anyway. But, um, you know, it's it's something that's been on, you know, a lot of people's minds over the past couple of years. So I, I think there's some of those lovely, lovely ideas of growing things at home. And, um, you know, that, that, that exercise as well is very powerful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's probably going to help a lot of people, actually. 
Thank you. Um, I thank you so much for talking to me. That was just that was just packed full of. I've still got about twelve questions, so we, we'll maybe have to do another take another time. <laughs> so, so many ideas and thoughts you have. It's just like the the. It's amazing. It's it's lovely to hear somebody talk um, so deeply about photography, and you know, for it to be for much deeper than the the the. the the technicals should we say so so thank you for that I've, I've really enjoyed that can you just tell everybody um if they want to find you online where they can look for you okay so i am mainly on my website um it's evapolak.com and i am also on facebook so i post semi-regularly on facebook i am i'm also on instagram but at the moment, I have a break from Instagram because I think it's sometimes we forget that posting is not as important as actually creating. I run online courses. Um, I have a few books about uh, about impression photography, and um, yeah, and all. On my website, there is like if someone is interested about impressionist photography, there is a. I think like a huge resource of free stuff that you could like learn and read about it. And you can, anyone can always send me an email and I am happy to answer any questions. Perfect. Thank you. I would I would second that. I think your website is, is amazing, actually, and that you've got so much on there. So everybody go and check it out. And um, thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.